What's in a name? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, My Name is Elizabeth, by Anika Dunkley, illustrated by Matthew Forsyth, published by Kids Can Press. I would like to start off with an apology for not having this episode come out on Monday. We ran into some technical difficulties. We had a big time hard drive crash. We tried as hard as we could, but we still couldn't get the episode out. So my bad. You must be wondering, since we didn't get an episode on Monday, will we get one on Saturday? Nope. No you won't. Ain't nobody got time for that. So unfortunately, It'll just be four this week. Now, on to the book. My Name is Elizabeth is a brisk read about a girl who's way too particular about her name. Throughout her day, many family members and friends give her loving nicknames that she hates. Will this girl snap? Well, think of your best nicknames and let's find out. We open on a little girl standing on her bed, introducing herself to us rather smugly. I think you can guess her name is Elizabeth. Her room is a typical kid's room, with toys everywhere. What's not so typical is it looks like she's trained her goose to clean up her room after her. We can see it flying with sheets in its beak, making her bed. Who cares what her name is? I want to know that bird's name. It's a talent. I've never been a big bird as a pet guy, but if this is doable, sign me up for one right now. We now see her in the kitchen kneeling on a chair, holding a spoon up telling us about how much she loves her name. This girl just can't seem to sit down in any picture. Looks like she could use some preparation age. She's at the table with her younger brother dumping out his bowl of cereal, while her grandpa in slippers looks lost staring into the fridge. Moving on, she's feeding her goose and says, quote, And I like all the neat things my mouth does when I say it. End quote. Elizabeth. Doesn't feel very neat. Elizabeth? Nope. Now, flabbergasted. There's a fun word. Or buoyant. How about buoy? Anyway, she continues to talk about how cool her name is, and even gives us a little history. That's nice that she's proud of her name, and her parents were kind enough to name her something traditional. Unlike most parents now. Oh, my child has to be special, so I'm going to name her something totally unique that no other girl is named. Um, let me think. I like the sky. What about that time we went on that trip to Alaska and saw the Aurora Borealis? No, that's too long. How about Borealis? Yeah, Borealis. Isn't it beautiful? Well, that is. My daughter's name is Donk. We like the sound. Now Elizabeth hits us with it. Quote, But I don't like it when people call me names other than... Elizabeth. End quote. She's a future Karen. Look, 
We all have preferences, and we can all write our name any way we want, but at the end of the day, people are going to call you what they want. The quicker she wraps her head around that, the happier she'll be. Hell, I was called Phil for no apparent reason by a few buddies for a long ass time. Did I care? Nope. I joined in. So we go through a montage of people not calling her the wrong name, but just affectionately shortening it. From her confused grandpa calling her Lizzie, to neighbors calling her Liz and Beth. Get over it, girlfriend. Does she not realize that when people see something pisses you off, they do it more? Embrace it and make a joke out of it. Bond back with these people who clearly care for you. It's so sad to see her own ego getting in the way of her making real meaningful relationships that will last forever. Oh boy. The crossing guard calls her the complete wrong name, and that sets her off. She shouts at everyone her full name. Quote, My name is Elizabeth Alfreda Roxanne Carmelita Bluebell Jones. End quote. All that shit I said earlier about her having a normal name, I take back. Who's ever heard of having five names? We now know where she gets her pompous attitude from. It's her parents. No one needs as many names as they do fingers on their hand. It's absurd. And Bluebell? Did they really name her after the ice cream? That's even more ridiculous. I could see Orange Julius. Now that's pretty. But Bluebell? It's like she's a cow they picked up from the Wisconsin State Fair. Everyone stops in their tracks, almost afraid to move, after seeing this disgraceful outburst. Because of this, everyone keeps their distance. But out of fear of getting canceled, call her Elizabeth. Could you imagine if you accidentally called her the wrong name after that temper tantrum? You would be labeled all the worst things in the book, because this entitled bitch just happened to be offended. Out of fear, one of the neighbors even gives her a big pumpkin as a bribe to not incriminate him in her next Twitter post. Well, the story ends on some humor, with her baby brother mispronouncing her name. Poor guy, he's going to be canceled before his life is even started. The moral to this book is so twisted, it completely misses the mark. Anika wants the reader to believe that if you shout at everyone and raise a stink about how your name is pronounced, your life will be better off, and you'll form strong relationships with everyone around you. This couldn't be further from the truth. If you show emotion and raise a stink, odds are people are going to poke at you more. The other thing is, these people were just trying to bond with her. But instead, she cuts all that off and makes no one want to be around her, and then makes everyone uncomfortable that they're going to be in trouble if they mix up her name. That's not a way to live life. It creates a divide between people. But the fact that that's this book's moral doesn't shock me with how entitled people are these days. Everyone thinks they're important. Get over yourself and be humble. Rant over. As for Anika's writing, my biggest negative is, it was clearly written by a mom who doesn't live in reality and somehow thinks her kid is more special than the rest. But other than that and the atrocious moral, it was great. It was nice, short, and to the point, and there was a little bit of humor too. 
not to mention Matthew's pictures. They were distinct in his own style, choosing mainly orange and blue as his medium. He also gave us plenty to look at the whole way, especially with the pet goose. So if you're someone who doesn't actually read books for the story and just wants to get through it quick and see some good pictures, this one is probably for you. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.1. I'll have a heapin' helpin'. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.